Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Progress, like... At least for me, the real progress was and is made in those steps backwards. They feel devastating at the time, but that's where I truly learn and like learn some coping mechanisms and learn how to manage those steps backwards. And I think in the end, they hugely contribute towards like real progress. Hello and welcome back to Beautiful Lives, the podcast in which I, Madeleine Spencer, am joined by guests to share some of the challenges they faced and triumphs they've enjoyed during their life, as well as touching on the relationship between their inner and outer self and where beauty memories and rituals have had an impact. Today, I'm joined by Alex Light, a woman who is on a mission to promote body confidence and to discuss eating disorder recovery on her platforms. As a former sufferer, Alex wants to challenge the narrative of thinness equaling happiness, and to raise awareness of the fact that the idea of a single ideal perceived body shape is just that, an idea held by some people at some moment in time, in some cultures, in some areas of the world. Alex and I discuss where those messages became internalised for her and how she weeded them out. We also talk about her favourite beauty products and of course meander off on a few tangents. I'm sure you regular listeners will be expecting that. Please be aware that the topics touched on are sensitive and as such, there may be some triggering content in this episode. Here's Alex. Hi. Oh, welcome. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for having me. And Monty, he's asleep under the table being a really good he boy. He is gorgeous. He's such a good boy. Little rescue beast. Pleasure. He's delightful. I know. Alex has spent the last like 10 minutes petting him and Monty's just been lapping it up. <laughs> <laughs> right. Alex, let's go back to young you as I do with all my guests. Tell yes. me tell me what that looked like for you. What was the landscape? What were the fundamentals of beauty or things that you were seeing that shaped your young self? Yeah, so I think it's it's kind of hard to look back and really remember that much. And I found this out recently when, you know, I was I've, I work with a therapist and talking with her a lot. And she, like, tries to bring back these memories. And I'm always like, I just don't really remember that much. And she explained to me that when someone is... Um, like has you know bad anxiety that tends to be the thing that takes over and then that's they don't really remember it blurs everything out and I really feel like that was the case for me and unfortunately the bits that really have stuck are like food and like my obsession with food and like that's kind of what I remember from my childhood and I think that came from this I had this like overarching message that my appearance and specifically my my weight and being as thin as possible was what really mattered um, and that was what my value and my worth was built upon which brought about this obsession with food which I'm sure we'll get into um, but yeah I was I was just like a child that like really 
sorry it's got deep really quickly (laughs) but this is the truth you know and and like I was a child that really soothed with food and kind of had this obsession with food and my weight and my image um and I just grew up thinking that my appearance was everything and it mounted to my entire worth and my value um and I feel like I didn't really explore many other avenues apart from that like you know if you look at like a pie chart of what your like thoughts are made up of mine were like entirely like appearance and looks and beauty and weight yeah yeah but I think it was like also I think at the time it was quite I mean not only the culture within households but the culture like in on a wider you know there was circle of shame which you are very good at highlighting on your Instagram and things but there were all of these things that were designed to say your life is better if you look a certain way and it really lodged in everyone's mind or it certainly did in mine as well Yeah. yeah I think diet culture was like at the peak in in, in the 90s yeah. when it was totally uncontrolled as well. Like now it's kind of, it's sneaky and it's kind of wrapped up in, it has different guises, but it was very much like just straight up diet culture. Being thin is the best thing ever. Like yeah. being fat is the worst thing ever. Yeah. And I really internalise those messages. Yeah, of course. Was there a positive side to that enjoying beauty? Because obviously, you know, you're someone, I mean, we've just been talking about mascara very quickly, but you're someone who also enjoys beauty. So I wondered, did that also have its roots in your childhood? Was there a positive side to looking, to, to, I want to say appreciating looks, but to being aware of looks? Yeah, totally. My mum is super glamorous. She's like the most glamorous woman, honestly. And her thing is like, never leave the house without your makeup on. So she always, and she's obsessed with like bronzer, blusher, like proper blusher, mm-hmm. full on like, like rosy cheeks, 80s blusher yeah. um, and mascara. So I was taught to never leave the house without any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always had a full face of makeup. Um, and oh God, I loved, I loved makeup from yeah. like, I just thought it was You've like... got a real smile on your face now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. love makeup. Yeah. Like, I yeah. just love the idea of, like, starting with a blank canvas and, like, seeing what you can create. Yeah. And I'm no makeup artist by any means, but, like, I just absolutely thoroughly, like, love the process of it. Yeah. So tell me about your teenage self then. What did you think you would be when you grew up and what was your life like when you were a teenager? So I... My parents were in fashion. Um, so... <laughs> I just always thought I was going to end up in fashion too. What yeah. did they do in fashion? So my dad had um, uh, clothes stores and my mum was the buyer for the clothes stores. Um, so I went along with her to all the buying appointments and I just always thought that my life was going to end up like that, which is strange because I'm one of five girls. So I've got four little sisters and they're all accountants, yeah. all of them. So it's totally different, like totally. But my dad's an accountant. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I feel like I followed my mum's route and then they followed my dad's route. Yeah. Um, But yeah, always something in like fashion and beauty. I was always going to go down that route. Mm -hmm. And I kind of knew that. Um, But then I did, I like really got into French, um, like speaking French. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I did that at uni. Yeah, I was always going to go down that route. I was always kind of in the create, more creative side. When you were thinking about that, obviously, again, your appearance or the appearance of others would have been a really big thing. So in your adolescence, was that an obsession that took grip? And, and how did that manifest itself? Yeah, 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 totally. I was... <clears throat> so I started going on a diet... I, th- I, th- I think I was around 12 when I started sort of toying with it. Um, and then more serious, I became more serious with it at like 14 and I would go to diet clubs, you know, the usual like Swimming World and Weight Watchers, they were the, they, they were the two I went to and I kind of alternated between the two um, because <laughs> they wouldn't work and then I was like, oh, I'll go to the other one, that's going to work this time and then I'll go back. Yeah. Um, 
and it was honestly my entire like teenage years were just uh, just this one big yo-yo diet and I tried every diet under the book like mm-hmm. under the sun mm-hmm. literally every single diet and like I remember the only one that stuck was the Atkins diet and I lost a lot of weight and I when I say to you my face was grey like I was so poorly so 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 poorly so I do not recommend that to anyone it was horrific my sister did the Atkins and similarly she would sort of stand because you lose your appetite quite a lot but at the same time you're not really getting any nutrients so she'd stand in the fridge being like my body wants something but I don't know what it is and she'd sort of eat more like grey ham and she just started (laughs) to look really and I was like make you look really crap like you're trying to look good but you just look because like the things that you can eat, you can yeah. eat like cheese as much as you want. You yeah. can eat cream, yeah. and you're that you're that yeah. kind of desperate for variety that you end up eating that yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, so I ended yeah. up eating like yeah. cream, and yeah. I just eat brie, like just eat it out the fridge. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was horrible. It was really not good. Um, but yeah, my entire teenage years were just like made up of like fluctuating and up and down and dieting this diet that diet and totally totally consumed by. My did, weight. Did that go beyond being um, disordered eating into eating disorder? When did that shift? Not happen? yet. Okay. Yeah, it was just disordered eating. Um, you know, and it, it's really hard to like distinguish between disordered eating and eating disorder, and the lines are, is so blurred. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it was, you know, after I left uni really that the eating disorder really began okay. and like took a grip. So, what were you studying at uni? French and linguistics, okay. English linguistics, yeah. In Paris, and I had an internship with um, Hugo Boss uh-huh. in their um, like PR in their PR department, and I was totally clueless. Like, yes, I had a degree in French, but I'd never actually spoken it really. I'd never really like immersed myself in in French um, properly. So I started there, and I li- literally I arrived, and two days later, I was in the office out of my depth completely didn't know what I was where I was so homesick and just terrified yeah um and they proper laughed at me like trying to speak French honestly like they would they would like it would like range from like a just a quiet snigger to like full-on like laughing and I'd go to the toilet ring my mum and be like mum this is awful and after um Hugo Boss my internship there I went to Diesel yeah again to their PR department and they when you arrive Mm. you got a free pair of jeans and so my boss took me to the the flagship store to choose my pair of jeans and I was trying them on and I was mortified because I don't like trying stuff on when I'm on my own at least I didn't like trying stuff on when you know when I was by myself never mind with my boss who I can barely communicate with and I'm scared of it was horrible and you know the size jeans she picked they weren't right so we had to go up a size and I was just in it like not not happy I was like feeling really bad and then um I came in that so that was on a Friday and then I came in the Monday after and for some reason like they all seemed to know that I was a size 32 in the jeans and they were talking about it and I could hear them talking about it and saying like you know who wears a size 32 do you know what it's really funny you said that you've just reminded me that when I was younger we used to go to a clothes shop and the the people who owned the shop were lovely and they knew fashion but they were all size like 24 in jeans and I knew this I know this because they would talk about it really and then I'd get sent in with my pair of jeans like let's say like they gave me like a 28 to start with and I'd be like 
do up, do up, you have to do <laughs> up. And, um, and yeah, and, and, I, and it would be a big deal. And I'd sort of have to go out and my mum would wait outside and they'd wait outside and go, come and show us. And I, and sometimes I just say things like, they don't look very nice, I don't like them, rather than they don't fit. Because for some reason, jean size, more than any <laughs> I, other size, I feel like jean size is a real yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Utterly bizarre. Yeah, yeah, so okay, bizarre. yeah. But that is, so, I mean, that's a terrible thing to have people talk about that and feel like you're... And I actually went home that night. I was crying the entire day. Went home that night and I rang my mum and said, I'm not doing it anymore. Um, And I text, you know, I text my boss. I can't remember. Like, I was all emotional and young and, you know, all, all over the place. And I texted her this, like message being like I can't believe you told everyone and now they're all talking about me so she apologized and and I went back and it was all super unprofessional um but that again like all these little moments I think like cement cement how you feel about yourself and how you feel about how you look and yeah and like really like reinforce that idea that you you are measured by you know, and, and how pe- your, people's perceptions of you are, you know, st- you know, structured by how how you look, mm-hmm. basically. So so far, I feel like appearance and weight has been just a running theme, right? And then you go and work in magazines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I can only imagine would have yeah. further compounded that, but did it? <laughs> you tell me. I know. Do you know what? And, and my mum sort of used to say this at the time like the reason that you've got an eating disorder is because you went to work in magazines and you know it's that industry that promotes this unhealthy lifestyle blah blah I don't believe it was because I I think my eating disorder was well on its way before I even went to work in magazines and my first year of working in magazines was um in Madrid um at Ola so the parent magazine of uh, the parent magazine of Hello magazine um and that was a wonderful experience and there were people there of all shapes and sizes and I don't know why but it was just it was brilliant like weight didn't really come into it there at least through work Mm -hmm. um and it was there that it kind of really started to take a hold my eating disorder so I mean I feel like those messages you know that we see from the the media the industry they were already internalized like working in the industry didn't really didn't really affect you now I don't think so I really don't think so but I know that it's different for other people and in your experience how did having an eating disorder alongside having a demanding job how did they work was it a struggle was your energy depleted and sort of just in practical terms honestly I'm not sure how I held down a job I really really don't know like looking back how I did it because anyone who's listening who's had an eating disorder or has experience with it or even who has um disordered eating you'll know that like this total obsession with food and your weight it takes over your entire life and it's so debilitating and I had no social life I barely had a professional like I honestly don't know how I managed to cling on to a job yeah um but the I mean I, I managed to drag myself to work somehow but like on the weekends I wouldn't like I didn't do anything I was just all consumed completely consumed yeah like it's really really dreadful um and I was just about like a functioning you know just about functioning but what helped you in the end oh god I I kind of struggle with answering this question because and I get you know you can imagine so many dms of people Mm -hmm. saying to me like how did you do it like what was the turning point and I 
don't really have a specific answer like there is no magic you know and I wish I had a wand and I could wave it away for everyone but the the real truthful answer is that it takes a long time it takes a lot of time and a lot of work and a lot of effort and a lot of you know steps forward and steps back and doing it all over again until you finally and I always say it's like these like imperceptible like bits of change that amount up to something that comes real progress right but at the time you just don't understand you, you don't see you can't see it they're too small but and this is not like I'm not saying this to discourage anyone who's listening who may be suffering um because I can tell you that the other side of it is what's on the other side is completely worth it and like the best thing you'll ever do for yourself but I think like the messages I got from you know eating disorder was were like gets ill re- seeks help recovers and that narrative didn't help me because I was like, well, you know, apparently that's what happens. And look at me, I've gone back again. I've relapsed again and I feel terrible again. And I've been trying for however many months and I still feel, you know, so I think it's really important to be realistic and like understand that it's going to take time and a lot of work, like so much work. And like we talk about challenging the narrative in your head, but like you have to do that so much, like all day every day but in the end you get there and it's literally the best feeling in the world yeah but I love that about you and when I read your posts I feel so moved by them because you're really talk about how hard it actually is and there's no sort of like here's the magic wand and it's all better and also you know that it is it is fits and starts and that actually that is the hardest thing because with anything everything in life goes good bad good bad and you're sort of on a zigzag trajectory rather than so if you yeah, yeah, yeah. want to go somewhere you usually can but you're going to go back and forward right exactly yeah. nothing yeah. is linear yeah. it's so true and i i honestly believe that progress like at least for me the real progress was and is made in those steps backwards mm-hmm. they feel devastating at the time but that's where i truly learn and like learned some coping mechanisms and learned how to manage those steps backwards. And I think in the end, they hugely contribute towards like real progress. So that's, and like, that's why I struggle, but I like toe the line between being like thinking, this is discouraging me saying this and thinking, no, I think it's really important to like show that this, it requires really hard work. When you were in recovery and you were sort of going through this up, down, up, down. Yeah and you're working, and you're busy. I'm just wondering if you had anything that provided some sort of rhythm, some sort of um, moments of joy or anything like that. Like, what was there anything that pierced through the darkness for you? So, like, therapy was the best thing ever. Right. Like, literally the best thing ever. And I was super lucky to be in a position where I could afford um, to go private with it because I was on an NHS waiting list. Um, but unless your BMI is rock bottom, you know... It, they're not going to see you. They're just inundated, and that that um, uh, that sector just isn't funded enough, and they just don't have the resources. So I was really lucky that I was able to go private um, through my work. I had private medical insurance, and that was truly the best thing ever. Like honestly, I can't recommend it to you know enough. And like if I know that it's it's difficult and you know not everyone is in a position where they can afford it but if you can at least consider like investing in it and you know I will say it's the best money that you will ever 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 spend on yourself yeah um and that for me like that was like the light yeah (laughs) that that kind of kept me going because I would like learn so much in these 
in these sessions and they were hard don't get me wrong I come out of everyone being like just having to sit down on the floor like I can't do this I can't carry on this is awful yeah. um but they were the thing that absolutely like brought me out of this yeah, yeah I just want to add um that similarly because I I'm a recovered agoraphobe and panic disorder and things like that and and oh, for really? me yeah. yeah yeah really and and you know yeah. at some points I mean people would always meet me and think I'm really sociable and stuff but at some points I was literally housebound and you know couldn't really? yeah could, or could go to the corner shop that was it you know it would be like that would be a really? challenge and therapy for me was life-changing and not was it? yeah and not just in terms of actual recovery but in terms of how I framed everything it right. opened my mind up to go totally. this isn't how life has to be it doesn't yeah. have to be fighting just this I can change my whole mind and make it what I want it to be like yeah. that's something I have some control over right yeah <laughs> like, you, can, you can question like yeah it makes you question like the structure like every kind of yeah. structure and framework we live in totally which brings me to is that what happened to you because okay you're going through this yeah. life and you've got all of this all of this learning from all these magazines or well I don't actually I don't want to put the blame you know but the culture surrounding yeah. women and diet yeah, and yeah, things yeah. like that yeah and then you have your eating disorder and then you see a therapist and looking at where you are now which is someone who challenges everything around that yeah. really successfully for yourself and for other people where did that sudden was it a eureka moment was it like a kind of pivot and then you decided to use your social media to do that how did that come about um oh god yeah that's that's so complicated um because well firstly i want to say um well done for like your progress as well <laughs> like i don't want to think like i've just brushed yeah, over yeah, that yeah, because yeah. that's amazing and like i know how debilitating yeah. well i can imagine yeah. like kind of how debilitating that is so thank you very much kudos, yeah, kudos hard, to you yeah. yeah yeah um but Wait, I lost my train of thought then. What were we talking about? Sorry. And you get to <laughs> I'm so your, forgetful. Like moving. Yes, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I, when I first had the therapist, like she opened my mind up to challenging diet culture and challenging this narrative that like how I looked and how much I weighed was like, you know, or that like losing weight was my sole purpose in life because that's what it felt like. And she opened my mind up to like, is this real? And it took me a long, long, long time to believe that. But the more I started to question it and started to think about it and then the more resources I found on it and the more I started reading um, online. And um, do you know what though? I, fe I felt like, I feel like it's only a new thing where we have resources on social media about that. Like, the, the, I, there was stuff that I could find online, but there wasn't that much. And then on Instagram, you know, the only the only person I could find at the time was Iskra. You know, Iskra Lawrence, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, who was doing something that, like, now is doesn't seem that, like, revolutionary. But at the time, it was groundbreaking what she was doing. You know, and she's still a, a slim woman, right? But, you know, she was... She didn't fit the typical mould, um, you know, of someone who's a model. And discovering her on Instagram as well was, like, a total wake-up call. I was like, wow, this is amazing. And, like, maybe she's right. Maybe you don't have to look a certain way, you know, to, mm -hmm. to, to be considered beautiful, right? Um so it was a mixture of all these things and just learning more and questioning more and then I kind of started to become a bit angry then you know <laughs> you know it's like a typical thing of like once you see it you can't unsee it and then you see it everywhere like every little thing and I I I just question everything can be like but why yeah. and I, you know and I was working in an office and people were on diets all the time and it was it was just starting to like really irk me um 
Can I ask you something that's just sort of stuck in my head? You said to be considered beautiful just now, right? Yeah. yeah. And I thought how interesting it is that we innately seek beauty. And this is not just women, but men, like, right, humans, like art. I mean, we do things and we want things to be beautiful, our interiors and things. And we feel the same about people. So it's frustrating that we are framed in certain ways, but beauty is still a goal. Do yeah. you feel that that's innately... I mean, I think that's innately something humans do, right? Because we are drawn... I mean, there are flowers around that, you know, things that yeah. we just want to look at that are lovely to the eye. Yeah. So do you think we're always innately going to seek beauty and that actually it's just what we consider to be beautiful needs to be more... needs to be more all-encompassing? Such a good question. Yeah, because you're right, we are drawn to beauty, definitely. But I think... I think when it comes to beauty in humans we're so conditioned and we're so led by the culture that we live in um which is which is like demonstrated by the fact that what's considered beautiful here is not in the other in other parts of the world right so it's definitely we're conditioned um but i also think that we are too focused on beauty in humans as well right and that's kind of all we see all we want to see in humans, right? We have an obsession with like beauty and human beauty, mm-hmm. um, and then yeah, again, it's 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 so subjective. But we've been conditioned to believe it's like only one look. It, yeah. So this is this is where opening something like Instagram up and showing other images is so powerful because you're just. Yeah. Yeah. seeing different things and the whole idea of seeing things and that challenging yeah. your mindset and, and totally. what's worthy of being photographed beautifully. And right? you can decondition yourself and yeah. I am living proof of that yes. because yeah. I genuinely believe that like thin, like beauty and thinness were synonymous, right? Mm. And that beauty, thinness equates to beauty. And I couldn't see a fat person as beautiful. I had a lot of you know internalized fat phobia as a result of the culture that we live in and most of us do we really do and it takes a long time to unpick and unpack and unpack all that stuff Mm -hmm. um but now after like years of following people of all different shapes and sizes and colors and genders like i see beauty in so much so much and i can see like someone who is absolutely not considered beautiful by the you know today's societal standard i can see them and think wow that's really beautiful i find that so stunning and i think all of us were getting to a place where we were starting to you know hint at that and Mm -hmm. that's like really special i think and that's like going you know we're we're moving towards something for sure we're not there yet but Mm -hmm. i am definitely living proof that you can decondition yourself and things like cellulite i mean cellulite is so like over discussed at this point but we were like conditioned to think it was so ugly and disgusting and like you must get rid of it at all costs and like it's a sign of like you know ugliness yeah and now i'm like i genuinely just i'm fairly indifferent to it really Mm. am and it's not like looking and think that is so beautiful but i'm just like oh cool it's just a part of the body like i don't see ugliness in it anymore there's this thing isn't there where people talk about body neutrality and i think that's quite interesting as well because there are some things that you know 
maybe you maybe if you're an artist maybe if you're a photographer you could look at cellulite photograph and think that's an interesting texture that's fascinating to look at and stuff like that but overall i don't feel that in my life i'm ever going to be like guys you've got to see something great (laughs) have a look at this yeah Yeah. it's not like the thing that i would get out and be like this is my good bit i mean but equally i am very neutral about my own cellulite too now it doesn't it's not the bit of me that i think this needs to be shown necessarily but i have no shame if it exactly. were shown right yeah, like it's not a big shame deal. around it yeah. because it's not shameful yeah. it's absolutely not a shameful yeah. thing and it's just a part of most women's bodies yeah. self-love is um you know a term that's been coined to um like an umbrella term for like people that do what i do right, right? rather than body positivity because you know we've learned that that now has roots in something that is you know, it's it's it was started by black fat women, and it was a space for them, a safe space for them. So, someone like me, who is um, you know white and thin, identifying, you know, I'm straight sized, I'm not plus size, I shouldn't own, I shouldn't have a you know a space in 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 that area. Um, so yeah, so self love, but I can't identify with that. And I think as well it's because I'm British and I'm really dry and I'm not like woo, like love yourself, like cool. That's not you know like I try and be yeah. like super positive, but that's not really. I think I think body neutrality is something much more realistic yeah. um, and accessible to strive for. Mm-hmm. I think because I mean if you're coming from a place of self self loathing, I can never say that. I don't know why it's. <laughs> There's too much tongue twister, yeah. right? But if you're coming from that place, which a lot of us are, which a huge amount of us are, to get to self-love, that is so hard, so hard and so long. But if you can get to the middle, if you can get to like a neutral ground with yourself, like, great. I want to talk to you a little bit about exercise in this all. Yeah. Um, and also, because I think one of the important things, so again, sort of just from my experience, and from things that I've been reading, one of the yeah. really good things about exercise is that it reacquaints you with feeling good in your body, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, there is something... A body is not only a space you want to be neutral about. You kind of want to go, I live in this. And um, exercise or moving can reacquaint you with that when you've had challenges with being happy in your body. Mm. However, the results of exercise, the toning up or the changing or the weight loss and stuff, can challenge that slightly. So... Yeah. For you, how did that play out? So I have... I mean, I think exercise is often like intrinsically linked with eating disorders and very much a part of someone's eating disorder. It never was for me. It was always about food for me. I, I went through kind of periods of like trying to explore what exercise could do in terms of making me like thinner and thinner. And I, I even went to a boot camp um, and lost like... 10 pounds that I did not need to lose okay. came back and everyone was like oh my god you look so gone like yeah. um but I think but, but for many people like yeah exercise is, is a huge deal mm-hmm. for me it never was and actually it's been really um important in my recovery quite vital actually because on the days when I didn't feel good about myself um which is an understatement on the days when I just felt like I couldn't get out of bed because I hated my body so much um my therapist said to me like do an exercise class just try it and I did and it's something that I do regularly now whenever I feel bad about my body because it is an amazing way to like shift your mindset from my body is so 
bad and so disgusting and look so horrible to like, wow, look what my body can do. Look how strong it is, you know? And I'm quite an, like an athletic person. I always have been. Um, and it always like amazes me that I can like go and keep up with this class and like, do, you know, it. I just find it like, yeah, it really is powerful with like shifting the mindset. If you can separate out exercise from weight loss, which is really hard because we've all we've been taught is that exercises for weight loss right like whenever did we have a, another message around that really yeah you know well, it's starting about, now isn't it again it, it, <clears throat> we're, 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 yeah we're starting to see a lot of um information around intuitive exercising now as well intuitive fitness which is amazing what works for you which exercises do you do i love spin okay yeah classes classes yeah you know um cycle yeah yeah i just i love it intense yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love it because it's dark it's like yeah. super dark and then you've got these flashing lights and it's like super loud music and you can lose yourself yeah. and just really and then it, i think it's good for people as well who don't want to go to an exercise class and have to like look at their body in a mirror and you know worst there's exactly. no time that I want to look at my body yeah. while I'm exercising because also that's when I'm in my body exactly. so it's like I don't yeah. want to see it I want to be it's it time, yeah. exactly time yeah. to appreciate like what it can do and what yeah. it's about rather than what it looks like which is Completely. which Completely. is hard when it's reflected back at you yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah I just like to go and like lose myself for 45 minutes hey I'm Ryan Reynolds recently I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I want to circle back to social media um, yeah. because you use it and, and lots of other great people are using it as a tool to promote self-esteem and to help people to find someone that they can identify with and maybe yeah. learn some lessons. However, it is overwhelmingly portrayed as a negative influence. So what would your yeah. response to that be? It depends on how you use it, totally. And it's a shame that it is down to the user <laughs> to, um, you know, to curate their space and make it a positive space but it is totally down to the user and that's why like one of my main messages is like curate your social media feed it's so 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 important because i mean what i used to before i found instagram like my social media feed was full of like people who you know look amazing like emrata and kendall jenner and you know those those girls like they look amazing but not accessible to me at all like not what I could ever 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 look like or ever achieve in terms of my body and it was just making me feel bad like day after day after day making me feel bad whereas now when I follow like people of all different shapes and sizes and then people say to me like how can I curate 
my social media feed and I say, go to, go to my following list, like go to the people I'm following and just check them all out because then it's amazing and you fill your feed with all these like wonderful, you know, women and men of all different shapes and sizes. And that for me has made it, has gone from making it a really negative triggering space for me to like this positive, uplifting and like supportive space so it's in how you use it unfortunately because there is there's a totally like a you know a, a triggering side of social media mm-hmm. but it, you can you can turn it into something that really works for you and do you now feel the same when you see pictures like the odd picture of someone who say let's say kendall jenner for example yeah um do you just think oh she looks nice yeah yeah, yeah totally Fine. so it doesn't yeah, bother yeah. You. Yeah, yeah yeah because i no longer aspire to that okay so you can that's, just appreciate it as yeah. another form of beauty exactly that's the way she lives yeah she looks beautiful yeah. too yeah. yeah 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 but it's not like wow that is what i want to achieve that is like so aspirational to me it's yeah. just it's just not what i aspire to anymore kind yeah. Of, yeah 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 and i mean that and i mean that honestly and i think it's like hard maybe for people listening to be like yeah cool but sure yeah. you sure like i'm sure you want to look like that and I'm not saying, like, if I woke up tomorrow and looked like that, I would be upset. But, like, I don't... I, it's not something that I actively want in my life anymore. I think of it now as, like, going back to flowers, and I'm looking at some amazing flowers here, but going back to, like, you know, I don't feel like the daisy wants to be the orchid or the orchid wants exactly. to be the peony. It's like they're right. all beautiful, right? Yeah, and, like, yeah. that might sound really cheesy, but it is. It, it works for me as a way of thinking yeah. about it. That's such a nice analogy with the flowers, actually. I love yeah. that. Because it's so true. Yeah. We find, it like, a, like, a huge array of flowers beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. We find them all beautiful, like, whether you, like, like one specifically or whatever, and everyone likes different flowers yeah, fancy one more than exactly <laughs> right <laughs> but why doesn't that apply to humans yet yeah, you know exactly. why do we still have this societal standard like this standard by which you're beautiful and then yeah. you know no there are no other forms of beauty Completely. i want to ask you yeah. about braving braving and i'm using that word consciously yeah. bearing your body right yeah on instagram two people taking your clothes off being in underwear um having people comment on that yeah to me the braving word applies but then is it brave to bear your body i mean you're someone who does it yeah so you tell me i think that this is like multi-layered right because i think it's brave of the individual if they have really struggled with their body and how it looks you know i've gone from from someone who would like turn the shower on 15 minutes before I would go in. I know, such a huge waste of water, I know, I'm so sorry. But like, you know, super hot, so it would steam all the mirrors so that I didn't have to see myself, right? So I've gone from that to putting my body, you know, wearing underwear on Instagram and being proud of it. So for me, I think like that is hugely brave, but I know that a lot of people who do what I do struggle with people telling them that they're brave for putting their bodies out there just because they don't look like... Yeah. You know, and I'm putting this in air quotes, like what they should look like. Yeah. Um, and I do find that hard when people comment, when people say to me, oh, you're so brave for showing your body. You know, my body looks like yours and I would never show it. Like, mm-hmm. that's not nice to hear. That's hard to hear because you're saying, OK, so my body doesn't, you know, my body doesn't look good enough to bear. Right. Because you would never say that to Kendall Jenner, say, oh, gosh, you're brave. Um, so I think that goes that goes with a lot of lear- unlearning that we all have to do as well. A lot of unpicking that we, as a collective, like as a whole, we have to like work out why we feel like that about women that are showing their bodies when they're not, you know, the the normal standard of beauty. And how do you manage it then when when people say things like that? And not only things like that, but I was just thinking when you said that about Kendall Jenner, I was like, yeah, I'm sure they do, but. 
I have seen, and I th- I'm sure that she gets a lot of comments where people go, why do you have that? Or what's that? Or, you know, this kind of micro yeah. attention yeah. to detail that comes with the circle of shame mindset where you're homing in on things and going, you know, you're not seeing the whole, you're not seeing someone who looks healthy yeah. and happy. You're going, hang on, there's a bulge. Hang on, there's this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and a lot of people still do that and they'll still comment on that. Yeah. So how do you square that in your head? Because when you upload a picture, you know mm. that, how big is your following? It's like hundred and something thousand. Uh, Two hundred Wow. Okay. So enormous, yeah. right? There's a lot of eyes, and yeah. so you know all these people are going to see it when you upload that. Yeah. So, what happens to you in that moment, and and do you have a way of dealing with it, or are you just immune to it now? Yeah, I, I think I am. <laughs> I, mean, I think the like I've got, it, and it sounds so cheesy, and it just goes against who we are as British people you mm-hmm. know <laughs> but I have an amazing like community on Instagram I really do and it's full of like positive and supportive women um who genuinely like uplift me and make me feel good so I know I will get negativity and people saying you know I had like a few comments last night people saying you know you're overweight, basically. That's the general, you know, the general um, gist of the comments. Mm. But I'm used to that now. I know I'm going to get that, but I have to, you know, the amount of positivity I get and support has to outweigh those, you know, those negative comments. So it's just something that I have to. Do you engage you know, with those people? I'd like to say, to say that I don't, but I find that really, really, really hard. I still have this like innate, like this this knee-jerk reaction of, like, defensiveness and, like, want to get back, you know, want to reply to them immediately and say, how dare you? Yeah. And I struggle with that. I really do. And and my partner, Dave, is, like, step away, take a step away, take a pause, do not reply to those idiots. Like, if they're commenting on your posts saying something negative, like, you need to lose weight or whatever, they're absolutely not worth the time in getting back to them. And in hindsight, I know that, but it's very difficult at the time. Because also you're eloquent and clever and you've got a sense of justice, so it's, like, it's quite hard to not want to... And also I'm human as well, and I'm yeah. some, I'm someone that has struggled so much with my, mm-hmm. my weight and my body and how I look, and I yeah. still get triggered, you know, those negative comments I can't help it it still triggers me and it still yeah. like ignites this little bit of like oh god maybe they're right in me I do think platforms need to do more to so do I to protect people so from I. this I think everyone should have you know like a passport mm. and you know an ID linked to their account and that should be not visible but there should be something you well know. you should be allowed to have a business account and a personal account let's say or yeah, like a, exactly. or like you can have multiple exactly. accounts but you're but they are linked to who you are yeah. and yeah. you can't just set up sort yeah. of feed, you know a, an account that's completely anonymous sort of yeah. thing I agree yeah. um, I have been woeful at not asking you about products so I'm going to ask you about products now <laughs> yes. and I'm going to ask you what you like to put on your skin what okay. makeup you like what hair stuff you like give me this. give me your desert island discs lineup of beauty okay Okay, so I things I couldn't live without dry shampoo. Which one? Uh, just good old Batiste. Ah, okay. Yeah, I've, I've tried them all, but I always go back to the Batiste yeah. because I also quite like the um, the white powdery effect because <laughs> it just brightens up my blonde. Yeah. Um, so I love it, and it gives texture to my hair as well. Like I've got really fine um, hair, so it just like immediately adds, adds texture. So. I wear that every day. Mm-hmm. I wear that every day. Um, mascara. Okay. I love mascara. Which one? So my favourite, my all-time favourite is It Cosmetics Superhero. Mm. But I'm loving the new Urban Decay Lash Freak. 
Have what you tried you it? Today? No, I haven't tried um, it. I've got the NARS Climax Extreme on today. So I, I deeply love that mascara. That's my one at the moment. Your lashes look amazing. I really, yeah. I do really like it. it does I do, I do find it has a bit of fallout at the end of yeah, the day. But, but I don't but mind that because I, I, I sort of get that with the yeah. mascara. But I love the fact that it's so quick. It's, it's so, so quick. Yeah, yeah, you need like yeah. one coat and yeah. done. Yeah. Um, that's definitely like what I like in terms of mascara. Mm. Um, and then bronzer. I love bronzer Which as well. So I'm loving at the moment the NARS paradise found bronzer right. yeah have you used it yeah it smells divine yeah, yeah, like it's yeah, like yeah. coconut yeah. like exotically gorgeousness um and then so in terms of skin like oh can i just ask before we go to skin do you follow your mum's rule of not going out without makeup on or is that something that you no no <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to her absolute dismay yeah. Yeah, and every yeah, time yeah. i see it she's like where's your blush same with my my mum is um my mum will go out without makeup on but she's quite a sort of um aesthetics person and sometimes yeah and and people who know me will laugh because i i'm in my middle mode at the moment but this is a very rare mode i'm either full me glamour makeup jewelry right 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 or i'm like you know a complete stick of the dump right and i I can go from one to the other within 10 minutes like it's just like going to the bathroom and i come out and it's stick and like like stick of the dump and um and people will sort of laugh at that and be like and so sometimes people don't recognize me and my mum will be like move to the middle person <laughs> when you go out near my house <laughs> it's so I'm exactly the same and whenever yeah. I go on holiday with someone like spend an extended period of time with, with someone they're like you're a chameleon yes I feel like yeah. I am like, I go from like bun up zero makeup like I wear like really disgusting like scraggy clothes yeah, in the house because yeah, that's my favourite I don't like posh pyjamas yeah, yeah. um, and then yeah I can really yeah because yeah. at home I, I really do look really I mean it's, it's quite <laughs> shocking and then I'll go out and then people will be like I for, I didn't I've forgotten this version of you like men are, men are quite astounded by it because they're like how can you do this yeah it's like superman right um okay yeah so so sorry so you're gonna say skincare um oh yeah skincare so um yeah i'm very i'm very precious with my skincare um because you know as beauty journalists we have done you know yes, a lot know. of research into this and interviewed a lot of people yeah. um so i cerave cleanser moisturizing mm-hmm. cleanser my absolute favorite mm-hmm. i like the paula's choice um hydrating cleanser do as you well. have any skin issues i want to say no just so dehydration just yeah, yeah yeah i'm lucky i don't have any breakouts or anything mm. um and it's not particularly dry just dehydrated um so yeah cerave cleanser or Paul's choice hydrating cleanser mm-hmm. um and um uh vita- i love i love ce ce ferulic yes by skinceuticals but yeah. it's so expensive like ridiculous ridiculous but expensive. very good but very good and also you're balancing um, that with the cheaper cleanser in a way so right yeah. it works out yeah i feel like um, if you want to decide where to spend your money spend it on a really good serum yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um and then spf of course mm-hmm. um, and i tend to use um tinted moisturizer with spf in okay. um and then in particular uh, i like okay. or the bioderma mm-hmm. um and then I'll like spray my face with uh, 50 afterward. You know the Kate Somerville actually? Yes. The Delicate yeah. SPF 50. I like that as a spray. Um, and Because you, do you get sunburned with your colouring? Yeah, 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 I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite yeah I'm fair. So you, you need to be careful. I'm really fair, yeah. yeah. Um, and then at night time, again, survey cleanser, um, glycolic acid. I love the ordinary glycolic mm-hmm. acid. You know, the like orangey one. Yeah. just really like it. Um, and then I'm actually trying something at the moment called Dermatica. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's a subscription service and it's £19 a month and you... I'm not sponsored by them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they send you like a prescription. Okay. So I'm using um, hydroquinone. I can never say that. Did I say yeah. that right? Yeah. Um, and so. retinol at the moment. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then um, Estee Lauder Advanced Night Repair. Okay. 
and that's pretty much it. I don't use an eye cream, can't be bothered. Do you moisturise your body? <laughs> Ideally, yes. This is where I this is where I, I like to not shame people, but because I'm obsessed with body moisturising. Are you? Yeah, to a, to a point where I do it twice a day because I just love it, and do also you? and also quite genuinely, it make it kind of reacquaints me in my body. There's another thing of like where I'm like, this right. is my leg, my good yeah, leg, <laughs> like yeah. hello leg, and I, I just love it. Yeah, it's so nice, and yeah. I've done it since I was I want to say about fourteen every day yeah and i i really feel quite weird if i don't do it but to me it's not and also it's quick like people will say they don't have time right but it isn't it doesn't take very long but it's really it doesn't well i mean because i just do it i'll moisturize my face and then i quickly i have been known when i've put my pajamas on and not done it to get into bed and feel that annoying dry thing so i get out of bed take my pajamas off moisturize and then put them back on again yeah it's like to me it almost feels like you know when you're really thirsty and you have a sip of water okay my skin feels like that because I, i think i'm used to it which one I really don't care. It just has to be really, really nice. Yeah, okay. I mean, I love, like, say, the one that I would buy a lot is Palmer's Cocoa Butter because it just smells great and it really oh moisturises. God, smell, you know. oh, I love Do that. You? Stuff. Yeah. yeah, but it takes me right back. But, I mean, I'll use anything. Almost the fancier, the better. Like, I like Ela. I like Suzanne really? Kaufman. Yeah, I'm, like, okay, really... Because nice. also, I can't use anything too fragrant on my skin. Okay, okay. So, for me, my body is where, like, the party is. It's Do you like... like yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. Do you like a vino? I do like a vino. Yeah, I do like a that, vino. I like the yeah. um, the shower spray, the uh, post shower spray. See, for me, this is it's great that people get into that, but to right. me, it's like a false economy because I'm like, it's the effort versus the. Thi- I just like really? putting on body moisturizer. Yeah, I have okay. no issue with it. Okay, you're inspired. Okay. Like so there, there you go. There's my bit of either shame or inspiration. I need you to interpret it. I do do it. I'm like, yeah. oh, it feels so good, but I get out of the shower, I'm like. Oh, I can't bother. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's just I think it's just a mindset though. But like anything, it's like yeah. if you get used to doing it's it, habit. it just yeah. happens, sort of okay. thing. So yeah, yeah. But I love yeah, it. Yeah. I think it's great. And also, I do think it's a good way to like be with your body somehow. Like touching your own body is a nice thing. So important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, funny you say that. I was reading about that last night. Actually, oh, really? people say to like reacquaint yourself with your body and like take comfort, like take pleasure in its softness. Yeah, exactly. You know? And it's like and it's undulations yeah. too. Like, and also when there's something slippy, you're not. You're not sticking on a bit. Like any bit right. that's like a lump doesn't stick. It's like it undulates. Oh, so you kind of are yeah. like, oh, it's almost like doing pottery. Like, it's <laughs> not making the sound so like sexy. It's I'm not sexy at all. <laughs> okay, fine. And what about perfume then? Gossier. Yeah. Gossier, you were in a cloud of that when you answered the door. Yeah, love do you it. like it? I really love it. Yeah, yeah. It, it smells like comfort to me. Yeah, I can never put my finger on like yeah. what it smells like, but I just love it. I also love um, Penhaligon's Duchess Rose. I so Pen Halligan's is my weird perfume like oh, really? Yeah. oh really I want all of them they're stunning I love the look stunning. of them I love the smell of them yeah. like I've rarely met the Pen Halligan's I don't like so I like they're really? the ones I collect yeah, I'm like yeah. oh they're gorgeous them. the bottles as well they're absolutely stunning do you say Elizabethan rose that's got like a rough around it doesn't um, it it no. does yeah, yeah I like that one but you like Duchess rose. rose that's the one with the big head the heavy the big, head yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. nice yeah absolutely love it I think that's... Do you know what? I like random, a super affordable one, is All Saints... Oh, God. Sunset City? No, Sunset Riot. Okay. It smells gorgeous. I love that perfumes are becoming so much more widely available at different price points. And, like, there are loads of cheapy... Like, I really love SJP's stash. Oh, do you? Oh, nice. It smells like booze. Is that her second one? Yeah. Oh, it's okay. like cognac-y booze. Oh, and whenever nice. people are like... Because I like, I, I like a lot of really expensive perfumes and it's yeah. just a, a shame for me and, you know, like, yeah. I, I just like them. And 
then I found this and I was like, this balances it. Pull me in the oh, other direction. I'm going to try that. Nice. No, yeah, What's yeah. your favourite? Ever. Ever. All time. Actually, okay, it's not terrible, terrible. Sizzly Izzyer. Which, oh, or Erin oh, Roaster Grass, but oh Sizzly God. Izzyer. Oh, they have the nicest. Yeah. I actually think one, I think, because they do one, two, and three, don't they? I think they've just called one, two, and they three. They do these, well, Sizzly. Yeah. They do, there's one, no, they, they did one that's about four years ago called IZIA. I don't even know what okay. it means. Okay. I should know what it means because I love it. But it's fizzy, like fizzy Ooh. to the point of feeling like sherbets, but not too sweet. Nice. And rose. And it, it smells to me like hope. Like, I put it on and it smells like a day has just begun and it's hope. Gorgeous. I just love it. I love it, love What's it. What's your favourite Jo Malone? Everyone's got a favourite Jo Malone, haven't they? Basil Neroli. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's nice. so sad, isn't it? But it's, like, fresh. No, What's is. yours? Um, I like... I like, um... Uh, Moe and Tonka, is that what you said? Yeah, Tonka. yeah, 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 that's nice. Yeah. It's got more, like, earthiness to yeah, it, doesn't it? I like that. In their candles, though, I recently got into blush, suede and peony, and oh, now that's all I want to smell beautiful. in my house. But I don't like the scent on me. Oh, really? Like, okay. It doesn't work on me. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit too, like, pretty. Yeah. But in the house, that candle makes the whole room smell incredible. Oh. I've had one for two years that I've been eking out, and I only light it for, like, ten minutes a night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so stingy with my candles. I'm so stingy. Dave's yeah. always, like, because you can see we've got, like, a, a huge collection of them there. Candles, yeah. And Dave's always, like, which one can I light? And I'm, like, yeah. mm, Neom is a nice fancy. Do you know yes. what? Bay is, though. I've got to say, Diptyque Bay is. Oh, I don't even know how you say it, but gorgeous. that smell has been a favourite for gorgeous. years. This that. is nice. As, I know people can't see this, so it's naughty me to say but this is a really lovely space with like the bookshelves and the books like, it was, and the candles in here when we came yeah oh, but it's it? been so fun to fill it but god yeah. you just collect so much clutter oh my god yeah but it candles. doesn't look cluttered when it's got space so i'm yeah. refurbishing at the moment so for me it's like oh. it's like i came in here i came into alex's lovely house and i was like floors carpet oh, this is such a joy and it all oh looks god, so neat so and lovely hard, yeah you, you your house is absolutely lovely um i want to finish by asking you three questions i ask all of my guests yes so what one piece of advice would you give your younger self and at what age would you go back to? I would go back to probably about 12. Mm-hmm. Um, and... God. I, I would, like... I mean, th- what pops up into my, my mind is, that, like, I'd want to say, like, your worth does not lie in how thin you are. Like, I promise you... Yeah please focus on other things and try and build a life around like outside of how you look because I promise you that stuff is more important yeah I think that's like that is the message I would love to get through I know that it wouldn't get through so it's 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 hard to say but that was the message that but maybe your older self through. would know how to deliver it right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. also one of the things I think that's strange about that is that the annoying thing is the really annoying thing is that when you decide that you're not going to base your life on the way you look and you do other things you really start to enjoy the way you look because it's just something yeah. that's it's a lovely thing that you go totally. ah nice red lipstick today okay yeah. and then it's not you know exactly. it's not is it correct is it perfect am i perfect are my lips too big yeah. and you just go ah okay it's just like more of like a fun accessory right exactly Rather than like the main event it's just like exactly. a fun accessory and yeah. you're like it's cool to explore yeah. as well yeah yeah and not the thing that you let people appreciate you for which yeah. is one of the scary things when you exactly. face your value on that yeah. yeah um most proud achievement professional or personal yeah overcoming eating disorder hands down it was the hardest thing i've ever 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 had to do yeah. i think possibly the hardest thing i will ever have to do um and it took me a long long time long long time but like that is genuinely the, the thing that i'm absolutely 
most proud of mm. and like sometimes when I'm not feeling so great I like to look back at the progress I've made and it just yeah it really I'm really and three people you'd invite to a dinner dead or alive this is so hard <laughs> and you told me you're gonna ask me this before and then I still haven't thought this is so hard um so random like unbelievably random but like I love emo music mm-hmm. um and my favorite band of all time is Placebo Okay. So I'd invite Brian Walco because okay. I think he's an absolute genius. I'm just very surprised that you just said that. Love to pick his brains. I know it's so random. My music yeah. taste is absolutely stuck in the past. Um, to my the only perceivable song I know is "Every Me, Every You" from like the beginning of Cruel Intentions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's my okay. most famous one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I wouldn't yeah. advise anyone to listen unless mm-hmm. they were like, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, oh God, who else would I? Who else would I love to invite? This is so hard. Oh, Brené Brown. Okay. She's... Have you listened to any of her songs? Yeah, I have a little bit. Not, not loads and loads, but I, yeah. She's just an absolute... But she is incredible. Genius. Yeah. 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 Um, and, oh my gosh. Rachel Cargill. She's just a huge, like, wealth of knowledge. And she's got a lot to say. And I just think she's amazing. So, yeah. Most random dinner party ever. I don't know how those three would get on. They, I don't think they. I don't think they would. But you'd be there. You could but, gloss over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are here because I love your music. You two talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, I think that would be like the like my ideal mix of guests. Great. That's Who are fun. yours? Elvis. Really? Me? Yeah. I mean. I'm obsessed with Elvis, so definitely okay. Elvis. He's, okay. the, he's the only person that never changes. You know, when you okay. sort of think in your head, who would I have? And I'm like, it would have to be Elvis. Okay, you'd have to pick that, yeah. Yeah, okay. both. I mean, really, me and Elvis alone for, like, <laughs> dinner and pudding. <laughs> yeah, nice. I love that. I love that. It's so I random. really fancy I love him it. and I adore him. So Do like, you? Um, like, to a worrying extent. Like, I, oh. I will sometimes just have to look at Elvis so my eyes really? can see. Yeah, and talking about beauty, though, like, I think he's the most beautiful creature really? to ever have lived. Yeah, like, his that. face from all angles. And, like, the way he... Everything about Elvis. Like, I'm fanatical about Elvis. Really? And I recently found an Elvis fan who's a normal person as well. And now we go to Elvis events together. I mean, I don't say I'm a normal person. But, like, oh my God, that... but like as in not, like, 75 and living in Memphis. Like, they live in London. She's a journalist. And she's mad that. for him. So we go to events together. And she's, like, kind of put, taking me under her wing. That's you can probably amazing. see from how excited I just yeah, got. How strong I I love him. That's so interesting. Anyway, sorry to end on Elvis. Well, no, delighted to end on Elvis. Yeah. Thank you so <laughs> much for coming on the oh, show. for chatting. thank you. Today. I hope it's all right. Yeah. You were great. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 